What's up, everybody? Is Casey with Two Rules Podcast? I'm back, and with me as always, it's the Ezra Miller's Flash to my other Ezra Miller's Flash. It's Jake. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, I'm not doing too bad. It's Welcome crazy. back. Hey, thanks, man. Just like Ezra Miller, you can't keep me away. <laughs> Can I call the police on you, though? I mean, it's not gonna do any good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, how uh, how was your your week, man? Oh, you know, not not the best, but it was okay. Just had to, you know, play male nurse, also known as a nurse, for my girlfriend. So that was fun. But other than that, didn't do didn't do a whole lot. So yeah, what about you, man? Uh well, you know, did an episode with our pal Alex. Well. You're a pal. I don't even know the guy. And I'm like upset because that Casey cut would have been like six hours long. <laughs> I know. I told Alex that you would that you would have had a lot to say about uh, all the James Gunn stuff as well as Identity yeah. Crisis. So uh, but anyway, the the two amigos are back together. Yeah. So and, let's get into our, our news if you're ready. Yeah, man. So like it was funny. I saw this like thing about the Keanu Constantine verse or the you know Keanu teen verse, and it's like there were people are like it's been canceled. They're like who's been canceled? And then <laughs> other people are now coming out and be like no, it hasn't. So you know it's probably never going to get made, but they will never officially cancel it, and they'll just get Keanu's hopes up. Is my guess is what's going to happen. Right. That's weird. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I, f- I feel like we get one of these every week, but Amazon is adapting yet another comic book series. It's Scott mm-hmm. Snyder's Witches. I so, saw that. You beat me to that one. Yeah. Uh, any Any thoughts about that? You think it'll be a good a good story to adapt live action? Yeah, I think it's going to be really good. It's it's going to be one of those things where I have a feeling when the people, it's going to find its audience, it's going to be very good. The only downside, it like every time with Amazon, is the Prime app sucks. You know, like that's going to be the main thing. But I'm, I'm going to check it out. You're going to watch it, even though you're not a horror boy. Even though, as I stated in the YouTube comments, kind of a horror boy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... I, I want I need to read it first. I know yeah. it's just one volume, right? I think so. I think there was talks of them doing a two a number two, but I don't know if it ever happened. Well, they they did like a one shot special, okay, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I need to read it, and if I'm digging it, then I'll probably check it out. Yeah. Speaking of YouTube comment, we got we got another one that wasn't you. My thirty. <laughs> Yes, if anybody wants to see how Casey felt about uh, the things discussed last episode, then check out our YouTube channel where he left a thread of comments about various things. Um, All right, it comes from Edna. She says, can we expect a new episode of Anime Boys anytime soon? I need my nostalgia fix. I hope so, Edna. Yeah, I, I mean we so. we got the we got the one up in the in the chamber still, but we need to get Soul Eater, watch, and I just I tried that once. And I'm like, oh, boy. and then I'm gonna I'll I'll get to it. 
All right. Well, we got the people asking for it, so we need to make a yeah a solid effort at it again. But so. let's let's like get five, and like the the next four after Soul Eater, I'm hoping are going to be better than what the first bit of Soul Eater I watched. You didn't like it? I could not. Like, I was like, boy, not into this. Well, you got to power through, man. I know, man. Got to power through. It's like, give me more Gundam. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh yeah so anyway that's that's all for the youtube um yeah i'll let you go man because i just said the thing about witches yeah and if you're like you know what image titles on amazon i'm not into it well guess what i got some good news for you spider-man noir is getting a live action series on amazon so that should be pretty neat I mean, Spider-Man Noir is pretty cool. Is I hope they go more comic book accurate than what they went with in the movie. Like it worked in the movie because it's you know he's a good humor base, but like I don't want just a live action Spider-Man Noir to be funny. Personally, you know, it's so, like hope it goes more comic book like. But I'm pretty pumped for that. My question is why on Amazon? Amazon had like they made a deal. That's why like Silk is also going to be on Amazon. They they cut a deal with like streaming television shows. We'll go through them for uh, Sony. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Guess that makes sense. Uh yeah, I'm I'm all about it too. I hope it's cool. And then I hope that uh, Dennis Calero gets like a bunch of money from it. Oh yeah, hope he gets a big old bag. <laughs> um. Okay. Moving along. Uh one of two trailers that we're going to talk about today the first one the one that i know casey's way more excited for we got a fast x trailer during the super bowl showcasing all sorts of dumb action and jason momoa did you get to see it casey i actually only saw like one part of it and that's the part where like momoa rolls down his window and he says something and his hair is in a bun like that's that's literally like i that's all i saw okay are you hyped for it since you are a fan yes okay so you and i a few weeks ago were talking about it and i had a realization that i had not seen the ninth one Mm -hmm. so i watched it it was really bad that's what i've heard easily the worst one that's what i've Um, heard and and i'm saying that when i when i tell you guys that i'm a fan of these movies i know they're bad movies but i like them sometimes you just need a dumbass action movie. Uh, and that's what they've evolved into. Before, they were just a dumbass street racing movie, which I also thought was a lot of fun. Um, so I recognize they're not great, but I can also just watch a dumb movie and have a good time with it. They don't all have to be, you know, award-winning films. So this one, I think it's going to be probably the dumbest one yet, but I like Jace Momoa. Looks like Statham's coming back. He was in the trailer. So, uh, you know, I'm ready to buckle up for it, man. Yeah, you need to you actually you should say you're ready to fasten your seatbelt <laughs> up. But um, <laughs> no, like you need to see Hobbs and Shaw just because like from the people like because like I said, no dunks. Did, I told you about this before. No dunks did that. Oh, we're watching all of the Fast and the Furious. They call it Fast Friends. And they did all of them. And they're like, Hobbs and Shaw's like, best one because it's just like it's enough of the dumb fun action stuff but not like too much of the vin diesel i'm taking this very seriously but i'm not a good actor 
stuff and like when fast nine came out they're like this is probably the worst one yet so like, they yeah. agreed with you on that so you, you might you might really like Hobbs and Shaw <laughs> but I know I would it's it's two of my favorite actors together yeah. so and I I you know I know that Statham's done a couple of things like the Meg but it's been a, it's been a while I think since we had uh, it's been a while it has <sighs> since Statham's done something because I didn't watch that movie with like him and Melissa McCarthy where it was supposed to be kind of funny but kind of actiony. Yeah. So it's like I don't know. I feel like we haven't had any Statham in a while, so Yeah. I'm excited. Well, hey Statham, if you want to come on and promote fasten your seatbelts. We, we know you're you, listening. You're more than welcome to. If <laughs> if you don't want to, that's fine too. I know you're very um like, you know, like you're embarrassed that you listen to podcasts, but everyone does, so it's fine, bud. You can yep. you can come on anytime. Agreed. <laughs> Next week, Jake's not on the podcast. It's me and Statham. <laughs> I would be absolutely <laughs> devastated. <laughs> okay, so I'll just talk about this because yeah, I'll just do this one. This is like the most like ridiculous thing. So Spiral Studios, they make these like insane statues. They made a King Ghidorah one when King of the Monsters came out. And I think it's like I want to say it's in the $1,200 range, maybe more, but they're coming out with a Godzilla, you know, Zilla, Godzilla 98 statue. It looks nice. Like it's a well-made statue, but at the same time, why would anyone drop over a thousand dollars on a Godzilla 98 statue? I don't know. I mean, just I guess just to say you've got it, right? If I, you're a collector. I guess there's a lot of like a lot of these like in the in the kaiju online community that will be like, actually, this is the first movie I Godzilla movie I've ever watched. I really love it. It's like just so stop gatekeeping when it comes to Godzilla. It's like, well, that's not technically Godzilla anymore, guy that talks weird. Like, <laughs> just like calm your calm yourself because it's just a bad movie. Like, come on. Is that the Matthew Broderick one? Yes. Okay. I rented that from Billy Lee's once. And uh, I don't know. I liked I liked all the stuff with Godzilla in it when I was a kid. But the rest of the time, I was just like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I loved it as a kid. And like Trend Master made a ton of toys for it. And I think that's also kind of the reason why Trend Master went out of business. Because they made too many fucking toys for it. And then... They sold kind of well, and then the movie came out, and then they didn't. They like, oh, let's make even more, and then they didn't sell anymore, and then it kind of went out of business. <laughs> so are, I know Godzilla toys can be kind of stupid expensive. Are those toys stupid expensive? Not really. That's one of the reasons why I collect Trendmaster toys is like because they're pricey, but like not not like you know some of these other ones. So. And like it's also the you know the the childhood feeling it in my you know in my my old chest, mm -hmm. so that's that's the main reason why I collect those. And like I had like I said I had a ton of those, and like they look super cool. But yeah, I mean, a thousand dollars for one, I would say no. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... So are you going to get one for the shop? Because you know, like I'm assuming there's a big '98 Godzilla '98 fan base in this greater st louis area i don't know i just have a feeling if there is i do not know about it comment down below if you would buy the spiral studios godzilla from comic headquarters 
Yep. Yep. Let me know. Get those pre-orders in. <laughs> um, okay. So I, I should have started with this because it's the least important one. Uh, but I, <laughs> I was going through Twitter the other day and somebody that I follow had liked a tweet from Tim Allen that was him saying like, oh, get ready for Toy Story 5. It's happening. Did we know before that? I don't, like, has this been a, an announced or was that like the announcement? I think it was announced, but like I think it was this last week that it was announced because I saw stuff on Twitter about it too. And because there's like four different Pixar or Disney movies that are coming out that are sequels. And it's just like, why? I mean, should have stopped at Toy Story 3. That's where that story should have ended. And they're like, ah, oh, let's do four. And they're like, ah, oh, let's keep it going. Woody's just like, hey guys, um, Bo Peep divorced me and like Toy divorced me. So now I'm back here. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the idea that a toy divorce is different from a regular divorce. Yeah. I mean he's, he's just not allowed to hang out at the circus anymore, I guess. <laughs> so I, I've not seen three or four. I I did I have no idea about anything that's happened after two. And yeah. well so I, yeah, I'm I'm way lost there. I I watched enough of three to know that because I was like, well, was work at the Roxy and I was like, I don't want I don't want them to die. I'm not going to watch it, but I'll make sure they don't die. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, they, did, they didn't die. Then I read spoilers because, again, I'm like, I want to know what happens, but I do not want to watch Toy Story 4. <laughs> so I read what happens. And basically, like, this, the new girl, because, like, Andy's like, oh, I'm going to give up my toys to this little idiot girl that I, I, I met. And he gives the toys to her. You know, he's like, and then, like, Woody snuck in the box because he's like, I'm getting tired of you jerking it all the time, Andy. And so he got in the box, too, so he didn't have to watch that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, like, then so the kid's, like, you know, giving all the toys. And he's like, oh, it, this one's Woody. He's he's my best friend. And he, get, you know, gives away. Like, I mean, you didn't have to give her Woody. You could have just been like, and that's all of them. You're coming home with me, Woody. <laughs> but so then the next one, like, the that the family the little girl's family's going on a trip she's got all her toys with her and she made like a spoon toy that then like it's now a sentient spoon and it's like oh, i don't know why i'm here i'm trash you know and he's he's very unhappy with everything <laughs> and then they uh like go to this thing and he's woody sees bo peep like from the one and two because she wasn't in the third one and she's like, I just, I got dumped in a dumpster or something. And, and <laughs> no one wanted me and you didn't come find me, Woody. And then Woody's like, well, I'm here now. And then basically. I like that all the toys have the same voice. <laughs> and so then they're like, well, uh, you want to stay here? He's like, well, I, I promised I'd take care of this little girl. And then they're like, ah, fuck it, I'll stay here. Let's get married. <laughs> So they actually get married. I don't think so. I think he just, he's like, oh, bye, Buzz. And Buzz is like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jesse's okay. pregnant. I could have made that part up. <laughs> but but a toy pregnancy, right? <laughs> it's a toy pregnancy. <laughs> With Buzz's kid. Nice. I mean, this nice. That part might be fan fiction. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Comment down below if this is, if what I said was at least at all accurate. <laughs> Man, because I, I all I heard about number three was that it got dark. I was like, well, how dark? Like, what's dark for a Pixar Toy Story movie? Um, and then it, and then somebody was like a concentration camp. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, 
basically what happened was it's like it just shows andy growing old with and he meets this woman they grow old together she gets can't like some disease and then dies and then he's just sitting there with his toys like at least i still have my toys <laughs> what <laughs> i was referencing up because that you know how that starts <laughs> but then instead i wanted to add toys as toy story you know uh pizzazz to it <laughs> yeah um this might be a weird time to say it i've not seen up <laughs> oh yeah well, that's how it begins it's like right it's no like, i i know yeah. it's like all i know about up is that that the old guy's wife is dead yeah because like he and the boy scout like become friends yeah because like basically after she dies it goes it's only up from here <laughs> <laughs> uh okay well welcome to the pixar cast everybody yeah. um, hey if you guys are liking this conversation comment down below and we'll do the pix cast where every day until we're done with the pixar movies we will watch them all live on twitch okay <laughs> and and here's here's the other caveat we have to cosplay as different pixar characters yeah, I, I call the prospector from Toy Story 2. I call Bullseye the horse. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, so uh, so back to our news, huh? Yeah, I mean, I apologize, guys. I just saw some old friends. and I think my being the worst version of myself is still there. So, yeah, I'll be back to normal by next week, hopefully. But, He's uh, on one today. <laughs> but Robert, Vin I was like on Twitter and someone asked Robert Venditti. They're like, hey, um, I saw a thing where Superman's like, you're done with DC. Like in an interview and then he, like, are, so we're never going to get Superman 78 sequel. And he's like, actually, I don't know where you heard that because I'm not done with DC. I actually have the Superman 78 sequel done and it's just waiting to be, you know, out in the world. And also... DC's greenlit a bucket list character for me to write next. So I was just wondering, who do you think it could be that he would have as a bucket list character to write that, you know, he could get to that he hasn't written yet? Because that was the thing. Like, like has he written Batman? Because that was my first thought. I don't know. I. Uh... It kind of hurts me a little bit to say this, but I'd be fine if he took over Batman like right now. I know, but I mean, because I don't think he'd get the main book. I think it would be like Batman's big old bat type, you know, like one of those dumb stories where it's just like, ah, we'll just call it the Batman whatever nonsense. Right. Just some like nine issue maxi or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I could see that. But I don't know. I don't know. Like, I like all of his work, but I don't necessarily follow what he says on Twitter and stuff. So yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, could, could be green arrow that's just that's a thought i could see him doing a green you know liking green arrow and doing a green arrow book right because you know i because i was like oh it couldn't be superman because he did superman couldn't be green lantern because he did an amazing job on that and i know he's not a hawkman fan beforehand what it what if he did uh like an arrow lantern book i mean i'd check it out for the green lantern <clears throat> 
I mean, we know DC likes putting out a shit ton of Lantern books, so it could and, be another hard they, traveling <laughs> heroes book. And they love to put out a uh, Green Arrow teaming up with some random guy book. Yep. Aquaman. Yeah. For whatever reason. It's like the fish and the arrow. <laughs> um. Okay, so G. Willow Wilson and Marcio Takara are doing that Poison Ivy miniseries, but it was announced this week that it has been uh, promoted to an ongoing title. So congrats to those involved. Um, obviously, it's more than just the two of them on that book, but uh, I guess it's doing well enough that it's now an ongoing. Nice. Are you, you going to keep... Because you only read the first issue, right? Has there been a second one yet? Oh, yeah. They're up to like issue nine. Oh, okay. So you're, yeah. you're, you're probably not going to be like, oh, I'm going to jump back into it now. <laughs> no, I just I just wasn't digging the concept. I got but you, man. It does. It does sell pretty well. So. All right. Oh, also, I wanted to say this, too. I didn't know that Venditti was doing a Superman 78 sequel anyways. Um, yeah, that book sold like surprisingly well at my store well i mean i'm not i'm not that surprised just from the stuff that you you know say with like the the a lot of people that go to your shop are like dc fans that probably watched that movie a ton as a kid so like makes sense yeah you know yeah for sure i mean i guess i'm not not so much surprised about my store but just in general it's getting a sequel but good for him yeah Okay, so I got a couple rumors. We're not going to go to the rumor mill. I'll just read them here. But uh, the one of the rumors I saw a lot was rumor is James Mamgold is in early talks to direct the Swamp Thing movie. He directed Logan. So, you know, that like might be fine. I have opinions on a Swamp Thing movie in the first half of your new universe that I'll talk about later. But uh, and then the other thing is Grace Randolph. She's a scooper who has been known to be wrong a lot about stuff, but it's also been you know right about some things, but wrong about a lot is saying there are early talks of an old Batman actor coming back to play Batman in Brave and the Bold. It'll be either Christian Bale, Val Kilmer or George Clooney. Rumor is the Batman will appear in Flash first. And then another scooper I follow said the cameo is happening in only Flash. It's going to be kind of like Flash hopping around a multiverse, multiverse. He sees this one and then he goes on. And then James Gunn, and then like it's not going to connect to Brave and the Bold. James Gunn said, ah, we're not doing that at all. But he also said we're rebooting the whole universe. So what does he know? And then he, uh, he said that's not true to which part? To that they cast uh it's actually george clooney is the one that get like then got leaked was the one that's going to be appearing so there's a solid rumor george clooney's going to pop up and flash as a brief cameo nips and all hopefully fingers crossed well that's interesting yeah um i don't know i mean it was just a cameo like who cares i don't i don't care if it's val kilmer or clooney or whoever yeah no i don't um, think the only only weird thing is like it does kind of ruin the fan theory that I think makes those uh, Batman Robin and uh, Batman Fever so much um, more interesting is like there's this fan theory that those movies are movies in the Tim Burton verse. 
So like that's why they're so over the top and so weird and so like overly stylized is because they're like basically movies about Bruce Wayne Batman. And I'm like, that's oh, actually gotcha. fun. That's you yeah. know, that's that makes it a lot more interesting than since you know they're not doing that, it's gonna be less cool. Right. I had not heard that that theory, but that is fun. I heard that whenever like back in my college days when I should have been writing papers, I was on what culture. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the last bit of news to talk about is the other trailer that I mentioned earlier that we got during the Super Bowl, which was the Flash trailer. You also got Guardians. Did you see that one? Yeah, I did. Um, no thoughts about it. Yeah, it's it was, just like it was like time for one last ride, and then it's hey, Drax is a dumbass. Yeah, I not feeling it, but yeah, we also got the Indiana Jones trailer. Um, I didn't I didn't see that one. That one yeah. I was like like I get it that you're a teacher, so you have to keep working, Andy, mm-hmm. but you're too old. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know about this one. I really, really love Indiana Jones. So I I want it to be better than Crystal Skull, but I just I think don't it, know. I think it'll be better than Crystal Skull. I think I think that. Yeah. I won't say anything other than that, though. Yeah. And also, uh, we saw uh, John Reese davies his character as well. So it's always always nice to see him. I can't see anyone other than Gimli, but, you know, it is what yeah. it is. Uh, anyway, but the one I was actually talking about was the Flash trailer. So uh, Casey and I... Uh, watched it right before recording this to refresh ourselves. Casey, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, they're st- taking a lot of stuff from Flashpoint, which I don't think is a good thing. And I also stand behind the fact that Ezra is not a good Flash. What about you? I agree. And it's the... I don't think he's a great Flash, and this movie is like well, you, you don't like him? Well, here's two of them. <laughs> yeah. It's, like it's going to be even better because it's yeah. like, you know, you got these two numbers that are low will make it high, right? That's how this works. Yeah. Um, obviously, the biggest, the biggest wow moment of the whole trailer and probably the whole movie is uh, um, Michael Keaton returning as Batman. Yep. Um. You know, they they kind of kept his his suit, which is interesting because I I just love that stiff neck suit yeah, of his. That's but... that's the like, I get why you do it because it's iconic. It really is iconic, but it's also like a terrible suit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot a lot of CGI helping out during the action scenes. For oh that. yeah, oh yeah. Um, but it is cool. We get to hear him say the line that mm-hmm. everybody loves to hear him say. Um. Yeah, and then uh, Supergirl. I don't know if I knew Supergirl was going to be in that movie. Did I mean, you? you just I did. Yeah, we we talked about it on here, man. Have we? Yeah. I clearly, once we talk about Flash, I'm like, all right, let's forget about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, did we know she wasn't going to be blonde? Yeah, there's been leaks of her things because we even talked about because like they had it padding on the like ab padding and we're like i don't know how i feel about this costume but at the same time it's like the costumes never really look good like this 
Oh, right. Said, but, you know? but that also so, could have been not finished too. Yeah. Know? That's what I'm I mean? saying. And like, so that's what we were talking about then. So like, you've seen her because we, like I said, we've talked about it. Right. <laughs> well, no, I, I just meant like she could have been without a wig or whatever. Oh, I got point. you. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, whatever. We'll see how it goes. James Gunn, of course, he'll say this, but he said, it, you know, it's a fantastic movie and really, you know, mm-hmm. sets the stage for all of his stuff. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Are you going to watch it? That's that's really the only question I have is, will you watch it? Probably not. I mean, even I might... though it's going to set up all this other stuff. Uh, OK, so you want to get into the James Gunn big fucking announcement because I am not happy about it. I mean. It. Because no, I mean, because like that's... I'll say yes, but let's time box it. So how, okay. like, how long do you want to rant about this? I don't know. I have no clue. Uh, just if I get past ten minutes, start doing the wrap it up tit sign. You know, uh, ten minute timer starting now. Okay. So yeah, he had the whole thing, and like they've been building up, like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna just reboot everything, and then they're like, guess what? We fucking lied. Because James Gunn's like, I made stuff already, and I like what I made. And since I don't want to use, I'm just going to pick and choose like they did with the new 52, which worked out so well. Yeah. So goddamn stupid. And so then he's like, so he does that. And he's like, oh, yeah, I want a Superman that's 25 years old. Why? It's like Superman and Batman should be the same age. And he's like, no, this Batman's going to be here for a while. We're going to get an older actor, like someone that's, you know, probably 30, 40 to be Batman. And he's going to have a son. And then like the, the talk of the town is, Nightwing's gonna still be there. Like he had already been Robin and he's Nightwing now. Tim, Jason, all of those guys, Batgirls will all be in this Batman universe and they'll just have Damien there. That's so dumb. That is just the dumbest damn thing. And then he's also like, yeah, and you know, everyone knows Warner Brothers is hemorrhaging money. So he's like, let's start this new universe off with a bang. The fucking creature commandos. That's gonna get butts in seats. It's like, and he's like, oh, yeah, what about Wonder Woman? I don't know. A TV show about where she's from. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, okay, like, we're going to get a Green Lantern movie? Nah, let's go with a TV show, because that's going to, you know, these special effects heavy characters can just do real well with a television show. And it's also always a bad sign when some uh, creator is like, I'm going to take this thing that you love and I'll just say like, oh, it's this, but with Green Lantern. So it's like, oh, you know, it's true detective, but with Green Lanterns, it's like, it won't be. It's like, oh, this is going to be Game of Thrones, but with, uh, you know, Amazons. It's like, no, it's not. It's going to be someone trying to do that, but it's not going to be as good. And like, because that's how it always happens. You always go like, oh, it's this, but with this. And it's like, oh, it's a disappointment is what you're saying. And, <laughs> and then, you know, and then like just the fact that he's like, oh, we're going to keep all of my peacemaker stuff that actually has connections to the rest of the justice league. Cause they show up, even though they had like silhouettes, but they still show up. So it's like, what's the point in this? Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's so stupid. And then the fact that he's wanting to, you know, he's really the adamant on, you know, it seems like on keeping Ezra, which it's like the worst casting that, you know, in a comic book movie in a while, and Out, outside of everything he does or they do as a person yeah it's just it's just like i like there's some people that believe that they're doing this as a way of like strumming up interest so someone can buy 
buy them and like help Warner Brothers get out of the red. But I don't, I think this is going to fizzle out. I really do. And like, if, if it was me, if, if I was doing it, you'd, you'd have to start off with a Superman, a Batman and a Wonder Woman and then get them all to interconnect that way. And then just after you have all three of those movies, fucking do a Justice League movie and then introduce the rest of them that way. Simple, <laughs> obvious, don't keep your own bullshit. <laughs> and also don't write everything. Like he's like talking about, he's like, yeah, I'm writing Creature Commandos and I'm writing Waller and I'm writing Superman and I'm writing this and, and I'm writing this. It's like, why? You don't need to. You are the head. You're the guy that's supposed to be setting stuff up. You don't need to be writing this stuff. Like your voice is going to be throughout it and it's not going to make it better. I think I think stuff um, in particular, Creature Commandos and maybe Waller were already written. I, especially creature commandos i think he had that done it's just something stupid that he wanted to do for a long time and now that he's in charge he gets to do it that's fine, i think that's already been done but from a business standpoint i mean it can be written like he could be writing this crap whenever he wants but from a business standpoint that's terrible business and if i was a warner brothers executive i'd be like like this is stupid you're a dumb person I, we can't let you do this because this costs money to produce a show you can write Whatever fan fiction you want, James Gunn, I don't care. But we're not going to produce something that's not going to make money. Even if it is an animate, you know, animated thing, like you still have to pay animators, even though DC does really shitty jobs with its animation here lately, like the style. So, well, yeah. I, I think I think another thing, too, is that people are so stuck on what he did with Guardians that it's just going to take something like creature commandos to bomb for them to realize, Oh, maybe that was just like a, a one and done. The dumbest part about it though, in my opinion is like the reason why he had to do guardians is because Marvel didn't have the rights to the good characters. You know, like that's the only reason had they had all the rights at the time, he probably would have done like a fucking extreme X-Men or whatever bull crap instead, you know? And so like, it doesn't make sense to be like trying to compare that to Marvel when it's like, no, no, we got the A-list ones. We don't need to be doing this crap right now. That's that's 10 years down the line. Yeah. Same thing with like doing a Swamp Thing horror movie when you're, again, when the company doesn't have any money and you're like, ah, let's take this thing that has actually, you know, closed, like made us cancel our streaming service and go over to HBO because we had too much money invested in Swamp Thing and not enough people wanted to watch it. Let's make a horror movie off of that. That's going to work this time, probably. Like, yeah, I know fans will be happy, but it's not going to work. A rated R horror movie is not going to make you enough money to keep the lights on. I agree. Yeah, I'm just, like, it's just one of those things that's so stupid. And then, like, there's so many people that are, like, sitting there, not looking at it logically, going, oh, wow, I, I like these characters. And it's like, it's not going to work. And if it does work, I'll fucking send a tweet to James Gunn saying, sir, I was wrong. Proud of you. <laughs> Which is really what he needs to hear. Yeah, he'll be like, holy shit. He's proud of me. I can... <laughs> and it's like the next day he just quits. He's like, I've earned Casey's pride. <laughs>
Oh man. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I really do think people have rose tinted shades on and they're like, well, I like these characters. So this is great. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe it will be great, but like you said, it's not going to be billions of dollars. No. And that's what they, that's a hundred percent what they need. Cause they're not doing well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love Booster Gold dearly. I, I I'm still I'm still very much like why yeah. on that one. Um, so yeah, I get it. Boy, that one's gonna be one of the worst ones I think because that's gonna be a very James Gunn heavy humored type one, and it's gonna be rough. Yeah. Yep. It's you know, and I talked about it last week. I'm afraid they're just gonna that that, that it's gonna be messed up. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that was eight minutes. So good job, man. You kept you kept in the time box. Yeah. If I had if I had water with me, I could have kept going, but my throat was starting to get a little dry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's it for the news, folks. Let us know what you thought of the Flash trailer uh, in the comments. Or Guardians or any of them. Yeah. Yeah. Just talk to us, please. We're lonely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now we're going to take our ad break and then we'll come back and talk comics. So we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back, folks. Um, Casey and I talk about a couple things on the, the YouTube this week, one of which is uh, Casey's thoughts on identity crisis since he missed out on the discussion last week. Um, and then we do an absolutely fucking ridiculous Sonic the Hedgehog Mad Lib that just had the tears flowing and laughter. So uh, it's my personal favorite one yet. So you guys should check it out. But you can do all of that over on the YouTube channel. That's Two Worlds Podcast on YouTube. And I had a really funny thing thought out for (laughs) what to say after this. Like, you know, Wednesday or whatever when I was driving. But then... I forgot it. So now you don't get that. You're just getting me explaining that. But if you're an animator and you can animate the Mad Libs, we'll give you a, a free spot on the podcast anytime. So and a, and a trade paperback of your choice. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> so, you know, like I said, if you're an animator and you want to work for free, get at us. <laughs> oh, man. But not that, but back to the madlib very funny you should listen and leave a comment down below what'd you read this week bud i read uh static season two number one daredevil number eight unbreakable red sonia number three assassin's apprentice number three koshe in hell number two Bloodborne, Lady of the Lanterns, number four, Batman 132, and Sonic the Hedgehog 57. I like that you're like, okay, there's two books with speedsters out this week. There's one that's heavy into this like big event. And then you're like, no, thanks. I'm going to go with the speedster I care about. Sonic, not the Flash. That should not surprise you about I know. <laughs> but you, yeah, you kept going like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check out this whole one minute war, man. I promise. And you're like, fucking idiot. 
shit, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> well, you can't do much when you sell out of it, man. Fair enough, buddy. It's like I could read it for the podcast or I could make an extra $3.99 and feed myself. There you go. <laughs> but um, so I read Black Tape 104, Ghost Rider 11, The Joker, The Man Who Stopped Laughing, number five, Joe Fix It, number two. Godzilla, Monsters and Protectors, All Hail the King, number five. The Flash, 792. Batman, 132. And Daredevil, number eight. All right. I might have one more than you. I th- it seemed like you did when you were saying, but okay. I don't know. Real quick, then, I'll talk about Sonic, number 57. It's written by Ian Flynn with art by Adam Bryce Thomas. And this was pretty fun. Uh, this story's got some tangle and whisper in it. And uh, we haven't had them around in a little bit. As well as a relatively new character that showed up at like issue two of the series and haven't really seen much of her since. Her name is Lanolin the Sheep. I was not expecting a sheep character. So that's pretty neato. But uh, this is sort of a... Uh, reconnaissance mission between Lanolin, Sonic, Tangle, and Whisper. But Sonic and Tangle are not very quiet or sneaky when it comes to things, so shenanigans ensue. And then at the end, uh, everyone but Sonic falls through a portal that goes to uh, Dr. Eggman's evil lair, and Sonic is left surrounded by bad guys. So we'll see what happens, but it's fun. It's Sonic. You know what you're getting. So, you know, seven out of ten. Does the sheep character like does it ever go like, oh, that Dr. Robotnik, he's a bad man or anything like no. that? That's nope. too bad. That's no sheep too, puns. That's too bad. Um, I do think it'd also be like just genuinely, I think it'd be funny if like she didn't really have her own personality or he, I don't know what, what its gender is. If it didn't she. have its own, okay. If, if the she sheep didn't have its own personality and it would just go along with whatever anyone else was saying, like, they're like, <laughs> Hey, let's do this. And she's like, okay. And it's like, no, no, let's do this. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can do that too. Then Robotnik starts spewing his stuff and she's like, yeah. all right. Yeah. Yeah. He's making <laughs> some good points. <laughs> okay. So black tape number one of four by Dan, Panosian and Dalibor Kalihak, Kalijak on the art. Um, I like this. It's like, oh, this rock star has died and they're going to the funeral and the wife is mourning. And it, it like it's an interesting story that kind of ends with like her finding, you know, like this could be a sex dungeon, which all rock stars have, or it could be like a cult dungeon, which a lot of rock stars probably still have, but you know, like that's what it looks like could be one or the other yeah but um it's interesting it's four issues not enough happened in this in my opinion for me to be like boy this is gonna be wrapped up quick in these four issues so it's like i wonder how they're gonna get this done in four issues with like not a lot happening in this first one but i still liked it i'm interested so i'm gonna keep it going the art in it's very good but i'll probably say six out of ten Okay. It's not ooky spooky enough for a book that I thought was going to be ooky spooky though. Right. Um all right, I'll talk about static next. 
Uh, it's written by Nicholas Draper Ivy and Vita Ayala with art by Nicholas Draper Ivy. Uh, same creative team as season one. So, you know, the art is just incredible. Um, it starts off with plenty of action. People are, you know, hunting down some of the bang babies. Doing some experiments on them, stuff like that. Uh, we've got this new villain that's uh, got some like shadow powers, which seems pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just like a, a pretty good solid start to to the newest mini series. I like all the interactions with him and his friends. Um, the art and the colors are just incredible. So it's just a good time. I'm glad that Static's back. He's written well, and uh, I'm going to give it I like a 9 out of 10. I really liked it. Right on, man. Okay, so next up, it's Ghost Rider 11 by Benjamin Percy and Dave Watcher on the art. <laughs> Watcher? I barely even saw her. But, um, so yeah, like, um, old Ghosty is riding his new exhaust bike, because last time, last issue he beat exhaust and turned him into a bike. And so now he's been riding that around, but it's like oddly possessive of him and doesn't want people to you know other people and there's a part where these like rednecks get on it and they're like hey i like your back what dap is it hits a weird one you know and then he's like oh don't touch it actually i'm gonna i'm not gonna go the the stereotypical southern route i'm gonna do a different voice it's like oh that's kind of a rude way to answer a friendly question it's like i'm just curious is all she sure looks like the devil. And then it bites off his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then Exhaust doesn't like that the, the goth girls go along with them. And then it attacks the goth girl. And they, they destroy the bike then and bury it. And so then there's not much Ghost Rider in this, basically. It, so it it's a fine issue. It felt like filler. So, yeah, I'm going to go with a 7.5 out of 10. I like this book. The art in it's good, but I just want, you know, more stuff to happen other than just like that movie where the car, the Christine, but with a bike. Because that's kind of how like how it ended with like the bike trying just to kill the goth girl instead of like anything cool happening. <laughs> Sounds like this is maybe one of the weaker issues <clears throat> of the series. Yeah. And, you know, you can't always have... <clears throat> 10 so it's not like i'm not holding it against it or anything i'm just like ah it's gonna pick up next issue right okay so next unbreakable red sonia by jim zub with art by giovanni valletta and adrian garcia also i'd like to show you this cover by lucio perillo he knows what he's doing on this <laughs> yeah he's, he's showing off how strong she is with her back yep. right yep yeah. I mean, the back muscles are incredible. That probably does a lot on the row machine, if I had to guess. Yeah. It'd be funny if you open it up and it was the front of her. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, All right. It's cool. It's her and young Sonia. They're traveling through the desert on a horse with no name. And uh, the horse abandons them. Because Sonia is kind of wounded and isn't really the horse controlling is like, the horse. My name's Craig, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they find a town that they're trying to get to that Sonia said will be like a safe haven for them. But they get there and it's completely different 
uh, and it turns out that the monsters that have been uh, hunting them originate here uh, due to some dark magic and this weird priest guy. So it ends with them in this temple with one of those monsters being summoned and uh, a to be continue happens. So uh, I like this series. I don't like it as much as Immortal, but it's still a solid series now that Immortal's over with. So uh, I'm going to give it an eight. I liked it. Right on. Okay, so I got The Joker, The Man Who Stopped Laughing by my- Matthew Rosenberg and Carmen de Geomenico on the art. And so it starts with these kids with their like little soaker guns playing outside. They go in this house and this other kid's freaked out because Mad Hatter's there. But then Batman jumps through the window. And by Batman, I mean it's Joker calling himself Bat-Man because he's got a bat with him. See, ah, yeah. clever. And so then, then he proceeds to beat the shit out of <laughs> Mad Hatter with a bat because he wants to know who the new Joker is and find out where he's at. And so, yeah, it's and then he's like, "Don't worry, kids, you can you can talk to Mad Hatter when I'm done with him." <laughs> he's like, "Don't you guys run <laughs> off?" And then Jason's still trying to figure out you know what's going on with the new joker too and then joker walks into old joker or like you know the guy that's supposed to be joker that we're following walks into a trap from this other the 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 real joker and he tricks him and it turns out that's Clayface, and the real joker's in malibu and so and then red hood gets arrested and then the backup story, and like it's pretty neat i'm like i don't know what the hell's going on with this story i love it i want to i want to you know, I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. I, I want I want more every time. And then the backup stories by Matthew Rosenberg and Francisco Francavilla again. And this time, Joker is falling in love with Giganta. And he's going to try to do everything he can to make her love him too. And so he tries to be a good guy. He's like working in a... He's like working on power poles. He's working on like, you know, window washing on Empire... Like on big old skyscrapers hot dog salesman and then he decides to do some magic to become giant himself and he did the magic thing wrong though so like he started getting little acnes that little jokers come out of and it's very funny and then she's like oh i have a date already with uh old etragon and he's like oh man and that's just how it ends those backup stories are always really <laughs> funny this book's really good. I'm going to go a uh, nine out of 10 and yeah, I would highly recommend it. It sounds like quite a bit happened in this issue. Yeah. I mean, it's like he meets, like I said, he meets the, the imposter and then like, as the, it's hilarious because as the imposter is like about to say who did it, Joker just shoots him in the head and he's like, huh, he's being paid by somebody. I wonder who it could be. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah it's it's so funny <clears throat> so yeah if you guys aren't reading that because you're like i don't want a joker book first off don't talk like that secondly it's a good it, it's good yeah i'd recommend it all right assassin's apprentice number three it's written by uh well created by robin hobb and jody hauser <clears throat> the script is by jody hauser and it's illustrated by Ryan Kelly. And uh, 
Yeah, I, I'll go through this pretty quick because it's really not interesting if you don't haven't been reading it yourself. But uh, essentially, the uh, the kid, Chivalry's Bastard, is now actually going to be like trained with weapons and kind of taken in by the royalty. Uh, some people want to use him uh, for not so nice things. So we'll just kind of see what happens with the character as he grows and trains in all of these uh, areas. But I like it quite a bit. It really does make me want to read the novel series. So uh, I'll give it an eight. It's solid. Right on. Okay, so Joe <laughs> Fix It, uh, number two by Pierre David and Yilid Ray Sinar. And so my main problem last time this was out was the fact that I was like, oh, this is pretty Spider-Man heavy. Boy, it's like they didn't listen to me. Because this one <laughs> is also very Spider-Man heavy. And there's a part where like, hulk you know hulk joe is like hey why don't you come up to my penthouse and i'm bringing this up just because you know it's it, it's leading somewhere so come up to my penthouse and like it's just full of girls that he's clearly banging and that tells us hulk has a small wiener in compare at least in comparison to his size because if it was like you know i think hulk's supposed to be like over a thousand pounds you know nine foot tall if it was like proper proportions they'd all be dead and they look you know relatively fine like they can walk they can be happy it's just like oh we're just living our best life and barely felt it (laughs) (laughs) interesting yeah so i mean now you guys know that's been answered he's at least one of the tiny schlongs amongst marvel universe according to peter david peter david's written him enough that he would know true look, look at that one like they're they're just sitting there like yeah this is fine we don't can't feel a thing or they're sitting there because they can't walk they look too comfortable for that look at that they're just sitting there like yep when he's done talking we're leaving all uh, right then kingpin wants to uh test out these pheromones so he can take control over uh mr fix it and he does and then Mr. Fix it's all destroying stuff. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I think it's it's an interesting story. Peter David does a good job with this. And I just don't want I don't want a Spider-Man and Joe Fix It book. I want a Joe Fix It book. That's my one <clears throat> gripe. So I'm gonna go 7.5 out of 10. We're getting too much dang Spider-Man in here. <laughs> okay. Koshe in Hell, number two. It's written by Mike McNola, and the art is done by Ben Stenbeck. In this, uh, Koshe fights the Empress of Hell, the self-proclaimed Empress of Hell. Uh, but Koshe unleashes the magic ring that was given to him in the first issue, and uh, it puts this Empress of Hell her brother's broken sword back together that Koshe then uses to kill her and turn her into a big old tree with. So that was pretty interesting. Uh, and then Koshe leaves, kills a couple of witches, and uh, yeah, then the, the lady that gave him that ring, she's sitting in town watching a play or like a puppet show of all the events that just happened 
And the final panel is her saying, I love this so much. And then it says to be continued. So it's like, okay, so what's going on? Is she actually after hell or, or what? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll have to wait another three months to find out. Cause <laughs> it's been forever between issues one and two. Yeah. Um, but it was still enjoyable. I just, uh, I really had to think back on what happened in that first issue because it's been so long. So that's the only reason it gets points knocked down. So I'll give it a seven, but it was very good. Okay. So next up for me, it's Godzilla, Monsters and Protectors, All Hail the King, number five. And I'm going to say, cue the music, Casey. Will do. And so in this one, we have the kids like, talking about oh this what can we do and then their teachers like super cool like oh yeah you talk to godzilla i believe you i have a drone that's gonna be good enough to fly next to godzilla and king Ghidorah while they fight so you can watch them kids and so then the kids are thinking like different things that godzilla can do like the, emily suggests a sweet uppercut anderson's suggesting godzilla keep hammering hammering king Ghidorah's wing keep it from getting an advantage and he's like, and he's like and i kept putting sweet wrestling moves in godzilla's head but it wouldn't so much as suplex the super dragon, what a wyvern, and whatever. And he's like, do a drop kick. And I'm like, this is funny because, you know, Godzilla's done both of those things in the movies. But wouldn't do that. And then Godzilla's kind of getting his butt kicked by King Ghidorah. King Caesar shows up and, you know, helps out with the fight. They team up. And then, like, what's really annoying is they then fight underwater. And it's just them going, like, huh, I bet that fight was crazy. And then, then you know, Godzilla and King Caesar are gonna fight each other now because I don't like this girl and this girl doesn't like me and we're each other, you know. And it's just like, okay, it'd be cool if we could have seen that fight, I guess, but whatever. And right. then, they, then it's like, oh well, now we're friends. And you know, and then like it seems like next next time when they do the next issue, which I think this is like the end of this for now and then probably like four or five months from now they'll you know come out with another Godzilla Monsters Protectors it's gonna have Mecha King Ghidorah because it ends with King Ghidorah underwater they're gonna put him back together build him stronger faster and all that stuff but yeah it's this is perfectly enjoyable it's gonna be an 8 out of 10 because it's just like why cut the really cool fight part that they yeah we can't see why cut that like, come on right yeah I get you. Uh, okay, Bloodborne, Lady of the Lanterns. It's written by Colin Bunn with art by uh, Peter Kowalski. And this is the fourth and final issue. So there's like lots and lots of action, lots of gore, uh, cool stuff going down. But at the end... Uh, it says to be continued dot dot dot. So I guess that means that that's confirmed that there will be another volume of this. Uh, which is good because I like it. It just it doesn't really feel like a hard end. You know what I mean? Uh, and I wish that they would have kind of hard ended it because they get down there and they, they find a nest of Lady of the Lanterns. There's multiples. So they kill them all. And then there's a hole in the wall that's like a tunnel that leads down to obviously more monsters. And one guy's like, well, I'm going down there to kill more monsters. And the other two are like, well, that's certain death. That's crazy. We're not going in there. And they don't. It's like, but that's like your guys's job. 
like you're a hunter so either yeah. hunt them or don't so it's like well okay if they're backing out like can we get another issue or two of like following this guy down in the tunnel like what's in the tunnel mm-hmm. uh so i don't know it was just kind of a weird ending but overall i did still really like this series and also the cover's so badass yeah that's pretty nice um so yeah i'm gonna give it a seven because of the weird ending but overall i'm still really like this is the fourth or fifth volume of bloodborne stuff and it's it's all a lot of fun nice okay so next up it's the flash 792 one minute war part three of 60 and this is by jeremy adams with roger cruz on the art and yeah so like the the flash family setting up a plan but they say the plan in front of impulse and so then impulse just runs off and then like the only one that paid attention to that was uh kid flash so kid flash followed him and so the two of them ran off and it's like they're such opposites that they worked so well together and they you know basically team up to steal one of these machine uh one of their ships and they fight um old what's her name i'll find it really quick um miss murder who i complained about last week looked like a batman who laughs rip off but yeah. I, I have her first appearance now so like i'm gonna be making millions i'm pretty excited <laughs> um but yeah so they they fight her and she was pretty cool because she could read their minds and that that was how she would operate like it wasn't like oh i can see them i can read what they're gonna do before they do it that type of thing but it's also like boy is a power worse against impulse because like he doesn't know what he's doing and that was like you know the whole thing and it worked super well that way and then they get the thing and in the back seats gorilla grod superman and captain adam but yeah i'm loving the one minute war it's really cool jeremy adams is really good at the flash this is really good like yeah i'm gonna give it a 9.5 out of 10 pick of the week I'll say that because the one that probably would have been, I think, is your pick of the week, and I want to do a back-to-back pick of the week. So, Batman. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. It's not. Uh, I've just got our two mutuals left. Same here, man. I'll let you start awesome. off. Start off with uh, Batman. Sounds good. So we got Batman here. It's written by Chip Zdarsky, um, with art by I think Mike Hawthorne. But I can't seem to find the page. It is, in fact, Mike Hawthorne. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Um, so yeah. Uh it's fine. It's fine. I, I still like it better than any of the failsafe stuff. Yep. Um, we're getting different versions of characters like punchline, uh, you know, and Joker or whatever. I just the the biggest thing I didn't like about this book. It's like Batman or Bruce came up with like a pretty good idea on how to infiltrate this place. And then they just didn't let it work. Zdarsky was like, nah, fuck that. Yeah. It's like, well, I kind of would have liked to see him use some stealth because he doesn't have any of his stuff. So just Mm -hmm. let him be good at one of these things. Uh, I don't know. It's just fairness. He's going against punchline. Okay. Well, you got me there. Uh, I don't know. It's just a bummer. It's, it's like instead of letting Bruce show us why he's like a good infiltrator when he doesn't have all of his stuff, they're just like, nah, here's six to eight pages of him fighting instead. 
Yeah. And I I I get I get it. I get it. But I just think it's lame. Yeah. No, I mean, so. I still think this is like like you said, better than anything fail safe related. And the fact that we get our queen muscly punchline, it's my favorite. She just didn't say anything quotable. I'm like really disappointed because I was like thinking on like after I saw her beefed up, I'm like, boy, if I could come up with like a beefed up punchline voice, this would be perfect. But she doesn't say anything good. It sucks. I know. I was like, oh, I saw her and I was like, Casey's going to make me do the Southern Belle thing. I know, but then I, there's nothing. Yeah. So, and then like, it's, this is perfectly fine though. It's an, you know, fine book. And then the, the backup story that we got in it, um, Z- you know, Zadarsky's doing that too with, uh, who's doing that? Oh, it's Miguel Mendoca on the art. This is interesting. Like Toy Man's such a friggin' creep. Like he is yeah. the type. Like he is the type to have women and people just chained up in a fucking shed. You know, you're like, yeah, yeah that checks out with that fucking <laughs> creep. But I actually, yeah. I actually dug the backup. I like. I did it more too. Than the regular story. Yeah, this time last one sucked. I thought, but this one was actually good. And it's like, I wish Tim was written like this more because this is actually like an enjoyable Tim. Dude, I was going to say that, yeah. uh, you know, when, when he when he goes and hangs out with his boyfriend and he's like, nah, I just want to watch you level up. It's like, oh, that's a nice scene. A little wholesome yeah. scene. Uh, and, you know, talking Cut. about I have to survive so I can watch him get to the next level. It's like, that's cool. And then, like, he goes there, though, then he comes back. and He's like, oh, I quit playing that stupid game. He's like fuck i want to know what happened <laughs> that's the only reason i survived yeah. it's like survived what it's like nothing <laughs> i always like a, a cool mr terrific story though even though in this story mr terrific kind of wrote or uh, created a deus ex machina suit for tim yeah uh, it, it's still cool to, to see him uh and the artist did a really good job drawing him i think so and just in general, the art was really good in the backup. Yeah. Um, yeah, Miguel Mendonca. So I liked it better than the than the, the first half. So probably like a, a 6.5 on this one. That's exactly where I'm at with it. It's just like it is a that went from like this series last year went being very disappointing and upsetting to now being like the okayest book award you know like that's where it's at right now yeah i agree but um next up it is daredevil by chip zadarsky with marco chichetto on the art and this is a good one you get you know the hand fighting um oh the blank daredevil the good guys and it's it's a it's a really really good time the fist right yeah yeah that's it i think it's the one part that does annoy me though because it makes zero sense but at the same time it it annoys me with the hypocrisy but it's also like i could see matt's thinking this way even though it's it doesn't make any sense it's when he's like yeah i rescued all of these murderer and murderers and rapists and killers and terrible people and brought them out because they can be redeemed punisher he can't he cannot be redeemed. I'm just going to kill him. He's a bad guy. I don't like him. <laughs> He's going to kill that jerk. Right. You know, it's just like, okay, I, I guess. I mean, really, bud? 
It's like if you also, start, go ahead. If you start killing murderers and rapists, who's going to make up my army Punisher? Did you ever think about that? That's why I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also think that they're hinting pretty heavily at a new U.S. agent, right? With Cole. I don't know if he's going to, I mean, he's going to do something, but it's also like, I don't think he'd ever be the U.S. agent because to be the pro- U.S. agent proper, you have to actually like have backing by the U.S. government. And I don't think he's going to get that anytime soon. Right. <laughs> but I do think. I don't that- know, man. Because the end, like who's going to step in, right? Some of the Avengers. Yeah. Uh, Cap could be like, this guy's got potential. You yeah. know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he is a good guy. He is. A genuinely good He's He's a real good guy. Yeah. He- <laughs> Such a good guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So it, the art's amazing. The one thing I didn't like about the art, and I think this is just kind of like, mileage will vary with this though. So it's not even like, oh, this is bad. I don't like the raining. I get why they do it because it looks cinematic, but didn't like it. It kind of made stuff look sloppy in my opinion. Yeah. I can see that. But it is killer the rest of the time, especially those dragons, dude. Yeah. The dragons looked awesome. I knew you'd like that. And Stilt Man just being a fucking beauty. Being the new War Machine? Hell yeah. War (laughs) Machine who? Am I right? You are right. Also, what was that one guy's name? Like Stegron or something trying to control them? That was pretty funny. Like, I've only ever seen that guy one other time. That was in a Spider-Man book where he was, like, actually kind of, like, a problem. So it's kind of funny here. He went from being a Spidey bad guy to helping Daredevil control some dragons. All those dragons did were drag their nuts across his face. What would you rate this one, man? Um... I think uh, I think a good nine. It's it's my pick of the week for sure. Yeah, I'm going nine five. But yeah, no, I, I liked it a good bit. What do you think is going to come of Spidey Cap and Iron Man? They're going to they're going to try to mess with them. And then they'll just be like, ah, we fight. And like, oh, well, I see what you're doing. Don't you don't you keep doing this, though? And he's like, OK. Bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And they look great, though. Yeah. I, like, I see like something stupid like that, or even just being like, um, oh, we need to take down Punisher, too. And then they get captured, you know, stopped before they can even do that. And then Daredevil has to save them. And then, like, I guess you're not so bad, Mr. Devil. <laughs> Mr. Devil. All right. What are you excited for next week, man? Oh, man. I still haven't texted you my list yet. Um, I'm going to say I, I hate Fairyland. Um, uh, Fantastic Four and Batgirls. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Masters of the Universe Masterverse, number one. Uh last barbarians number one that's when i ordered just because i clicked on it and it looked cool and it had so many awesome looking covers uh and then i'm gonna say icon versus hardware i don't really think that would be much of a fight but i'm still interested so i just i just saw this on here 
and this is going to be actually, I'm going to take out Batgirls because we're always high on it, so it doesn't matter. But Swamp Thing Green Hell number two. Finally. Been like a year and a half. Yep, it so, sure has. So stoked because that first one was so dang good. Dude, I, I hope that it delivers then. I'd hate for you to have to wait that long and then it not be that good. Yeah, well, I guess there was, um, I'm blanking on, isn't it Qbert that's doing the art? Or who's doing the art? No, it's Doug. It's uh, it Doug Minch. I don't remember. Whoever's yeah, doing the Doug art, Mankey, maybe. Yeah. Uh, whoever's doing the art, he had like a he just couldn't work on it, and that's basically why it got stalled out. And then he got back to working on it. So, Doug, yeah, Doug Mankey. Okay. And so yeah, I I'm so pumped. It's gonna be so good. Right on. Oh, I'm going to, like, we tried it. I tried to do this every once in a while, but I'll do, like, tweet of the year. So I'll find it. Zadarsky was talking about, like, the trailer for Flash. And he's like, here we go. He goes, it's pretty cool that as the writer of Batman, I get to watch this movie right now as per my legally binding DC contract at James Gunn. And they, like, did, like, this really quick thing. He's like... (laughs) you can't really nah, you can't see it but he goes also yeah. like it's like information shall not include any and then blah blah blah. it's like also chip get watch batman <laughs> it's like james, james said that no that's what chips like chip like <laughs> photoshopped his contract <laughs> and then james james responds he's like wow that's surprising they put that in the contract but a deal's a deal <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fantastic i saw it i'm like yeah I'll, I'll include that in the pod that's too funny yeah that's so good all right fantastic four yeah man so the super bowl happened uh as you know you might have heard i don't know if you watched it i don't know if you like football we aren't really friends but um super bowl happened and and i was thinking if you could have like four of those guys like you'll be the philadelphia flying kites and i'll be the kansas city um Dorothy's and we get to decide four superheroes a piece who we want on our team. So you get you get the floor. All right. Um I'm gonna go Hulk at running back. Um Nightcrawler at wide receiver. Bullseye at quarterback. And mm, juggernaut at uh center nice i'm gonna go blob at center because i know what the the center does so that one's a that one's a good one i don't know much about football i'm not gonna lie but i'm gonna go flash at running back because that's the like you can just do a handoff to them correct yeah okay cool so i'm gonna go flash at running back and then i'll go with um trying to think of some guy that's really good at throwing um long shot at a uh, old QB and then okay. and then I'll go quicksilver at um you know one of the receivers all right there's going to be a whole lot of points scored in this game right? and not a lot of defense play <laughs> nope the way the NFL probably wants it yeah all right that brings us to the end of the episode, folks. We hope that you had a great time. I know I did, uh, but we'll get into our closing plugs now. 
If you would go to facebook.com slash two worlds podcast and give the page a like. You can also follow us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on Instagram at two worlds pod. You can email us at two worlds podcast at gmail.com. And please go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. That's two worlds podcast on YouTube. Like this video too. And just tell us how much you love us. Like we need this positive affirmations in our life. So just be like, Jake, you're handsome. You're charismatic. Casey, like you're, you're fine. (laughs) (laughs) But we'd love to stay in chat, but we're actually are going to miss our flight to Hawaii where we got to cause a ruckus. Bye guys. Bye.